The strongest man in the Bible had to learn the reality of his own weakness and the true source of strength. Today, we learn spiritual truths from the life of Samson. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we journey through the Word of God. How can you tell if a man is filled with the Holy Spirit? Sometimes it's easier to tell when a man is not filled with the Holy Spirit, but let me give you one indicator that I think is plain in Scripture. One mark of the fullness of the Holy Spirit is that when a man speaks and he's filled with the Holy Spirit, he does not talk about himself. He talks about God. Can I tell you why I know that to be true? Because that's what the Holy Spirit loves to talk about. The Holy Spirit doesn't even speak of Himself. He wants to speak about Jesus Christ. That's what we learn in the Gospel according to John. And one mark that Samson was not a man who lived every day filled with the Holy Spirit of God, though he had his opportunity. Oh, he had his opportunities. But he did not live consistently filled with the Holy Spirit is the fact that every time he opened his mouth, what he wanted to talk about was not his God, it was himself. When he begins to wrought great victories, who does he give glory and credit to? He gives all of that to himself. You remember in Judges chapter 15, verse 16, Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jaw of an ass have I slain a thousand men. There's no mention of God, no glory to the Lord, no recognition of the Spirit. Spirit-filled men don't talk about themselves. And remember our verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. And how do we most grieve the Holy Spirit of God? With our words, with what comes out of our mouth. We've come in our study of the life of Samson to the, to the end of the story. We've come to verse 20 where Delilah says, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. You see, the Holy Spirit's control in Samson's life was occasional. It was at times in the words of Scripture. But God wants it to be all the time. He wants you to walk in the Spirit today and every day, every step, not just on Sunday, uh, but on the job and at school and at the store. Are you controlled by the Holy Spirit? Are you under His control? Uh, I read not long ago that Mr. Spurgeon, when he went to preach, would ascend the pulpit stairs there in his in his church, the Metropolitan Tabernacle. And one of the men of the church said later that Mr. Spurgeon would often mutter under his breath at every step these words, I believe in the Holy Ghost. And he'd take another step and he'd say, I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in the Holy Ghost. Uh, why say such a thing? Well, may I speak as a preacher for just a moment? Because when you approach such a serious thing as giving God's truth to others, you need the Holy Ghost. I believe in the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. But that's not just true for preachers. That's true for every man. Every step in life along the journey, you should be saying, I believe in the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I heard recently of a, of a church planners conference that was conducted by a certain group of people. And they brought a man in to speak. And uh, the man was supposed to be some type of an expert on church planning. And he got up. And he said, he actually said to a group of would-be church planners, now what I'm going to say is, is a little controversial. And then he went on to say these words. He said, but you can start a church without the Holy Spirit. 
but you can't start a church without money. Well, I want you to know, my friend, I wonder if that man even knows the Holy Spirit or if he's ever read the Bible because in the book of Acts, they didn't have any money of any amount to speak of. They weren't buying buildings or advancing their cause through material means. But I'll tell you one thing they did have. They had the sweet Holy Spirit. And friend, when you have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has you, you have everything you need to accomplish the plan and purpose of God for your life. I heard the story years ago of a young evangelist by the name of D.L. Moody, just a young man starting out. And they said that he spoke in a children's meeting one afternoon and was mightily used of God. The Lord really blessed and many were saved. And he felt pretty good about it all. Everyone complimented him. And on his way out of the building, he was stepping up into a carriage to go to a yet another meeting. And he said, someone put a hand on his arm. He turned to see an old man. He would later say, I never had seen that man before and I've never seen him since. But that old man put his hand on my arm with tears in his eyes. He said, young man, when you speak again, honor the Holy Ghost. Mr. Moody said, I was offended at first, annoyed. Who was this man? Now, what did he mean by those words? I just gave a great message. Many came to Christ. He said, but the words haunted me. I couldn't escape them. He said, I began to ask the Lord, Lord, what does that mean? Am I truly under the control of the Holy Spirit? Do I truly have the power of God upon my life? It was through that that Mr. Moody came into an understanding of the necessity of Holy Spirit fullness for every work. And he would later say, now I stand to preach and I give the same messages, but where a few responded before, now thousands respond to the gospel message. And he said, the difference is this. He said, now instead of seeking the honor myself, I seek to honor the Holy Ghost. Could I say to you, my dear friend, don't seek the honor that comes from man. Don't seek to make a name for yourself. Don't seek to be the strongest among the group as Samson was. Instead, seek to honor the Holy Ghost of God in your life. You see, it was the Spirit of the Lord that made Samson different from every other man. And the Philistines were not Samson's greatest enemy. And Delilah was not Samson's greatest enemy. Samson's greatest enemy was his own flesh. A flesh that rebelled against the control of the Holy Spirit. A flesh that resisted what God wanted because he wanted what he wanted. Samson was supposed to be a deliverer for Israel. But listen to me, you cannot lead others into liberty when you yourself are living in bondage. When you're not under the control of the Holy Spirit, then not only are you going to make a mess of your life, but you're never going to fulfill what God has for you to fulfill in influencing the lives of other people. Do you see this digression in Samson's life? Early in his life, he's bound by cords, those green withs or those new ropes. And uh, that's what he, he, he used to play around with even talking about that, you know. He said, if you bind me this way, then I'll be as other men. That wasn't true. But in the end, what was he bound by? He was bound by lust. And when you get to Judges chapter 16, verse 21, he's bound with fetters of brass, grinding in the prison house. What a sad picture of a man who lived by flesh instead of by spirit. Let me read to you the closing verses of Samson's life because this is where God leaves his story. In Judges chapter 16, verse 28, Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. 
And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand and the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people that were therein, so that the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Somebody said, well, he ended in victory. He repented. He got right. That's true. But yet what a sad ending. I'm thinking of the words of the Apostle Paul. I fear that when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit is never to lead to death. It's to lead to life. I think if Samson had lived the life filled with the Holy Spirit instead of controlled by the flesh, this would not have been his ending. Would he have gone on to deliver Israel? Would he have gone on to truly conquer the Philistines? Perhaps. I say to you again that every victory in life is won by faith through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we don't want to end this way, then we must learn the lesson from Samson's life and by the grace of God today. Put your faith in the indwelling Holy Spirit and His sufficiency and say, Holy Ghost, take control of my life. I yield myself to you. Samson is a reminder to us all that our strength is in God alone. Thank you for joining us today. Visit scottpauley.org for additional resources and an archive of all of the Enjoying the Journey episodes. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again soon.